0: You go ready to roll all righty what's going on everybody drake talks coming at you live to another podcast now we got another special guest this is my boy joe at charm city picker on instagram i'm gonna let you go ahead
1: and just introduce yourself and tell them who you are all right everybody i uh, like drake said my name's joe i'm a charm city picker on instagram i'm a husband and father of three girls uh mostly part time or a full-time reseller i'm i say part-time because i'm mostly a full-time dad at this point but uh i do reselling as my main source of income and i've been doing that for full-time for about five months i've been doing it part-time for about five years so we're uh trying to learn how to make uh full-time work for me and my family
0: absolutely And I want to start this off by just asking, you know, the simple question that everybody wants to know, what made you get started with reselling, like even five years ago, and it wasn't too popular, or it wasn't, you know, as big as it is now, like, what made you get started into it?
1: So I originally, um, my uh, background for work is environmental consulting. I'm a geologist, Uh, that's what I went to school for. So that automatically makes you think about reselling, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, so I uh, started out really doing um, electronics, recycling and scrapping. Um, so I was doing a lot of that on the side, like taking old computers and taking them apart and recycling all the pieces and things. And then I started getting clients that were giving me new items. And I decided that rather than, you know, recycle a new item, I'd see, hey, is this worth on anything on eBay? So I started, um, you know, checking those things out and found out I can make a lot more um, selling a brand new part for 80 bucks than I could get in 50 cents to recycle it. So that's
0: that's a big difference. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I kind of started moving in that direction. And then uh, it just turned out that it was more uh, profitable to start hitting the thrift stores. It was taking too much time to do the recycling thing. So I kind of have passed on that to a to a friend of mine. I still do it a little bit, but. I'm doing more of the thrifting and the online and retail arbitrage stuff because it's a lot more lucrative than recycling is.
0: Absolutely. I actually have a friend who does the same thing. He works at a tech repair shop on computers. And yeah. I just talked to him yesterday and he said he flipped a computer for like 200 bucks and it was just one that they they had and he like got it fixed up when he was working. I mean, like, yep. it's like killing two birds with one stone. He's getting paid and he's like had some downtime like fix these up or whatever and yeah, yeah I mean it works well for him I wish I knew you know stuff about computers that'd be really interesting
1: yeah I'm the same way I don't really know a whole lot about computers except how to take them apart but <laughs> I one of my <laughs> clients rebuilds uh, old computers and sells them you know secondhand basically and then so he gives me all the junk he can't use um, in the computers that he's building so that's where I get most of my recycling stuff from
0: parts are awesome yeah. I mean, you can take parts of anything. That's what I'm telling people. Like, you could buy a fan and you could sell the blade. You could sell, you know, the screen. You can sell each each thing. Like, even if it's not as a whole, like, you know, fully functioning, you can still make money. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I definitely, I get stuff that's not computer stuff. I'll get like a VCR or even like a remote and I'll sit out on my back porch and just be like, looking it up on eBay. Is this worth more than 10 or 15 bucks? Then yeah, I'll list it. If not, I'm going to, I'm going to send it down the road to get recycled, but I check everything that I get, you know, to see if there's anything I could put up on eBay. Cause I'm getting it for free, you know, it just needs to be worth yep. my list. It.
0: That's true. And that's what people don't understand a lot of the time is that we actually, you know, it takes a lot of effort to list stuff and look through it and inspect it and test it and clean it. And, you know, all these different things, but people just see the profit and then they say, ah, man, that's so easy. Yeah, so they got to do it for themselves.
1: Yeah, you know? that's definitely true. I try to be really picky with the stuff that I buy because I do invest a lot of time in you know, photos and listings, and, you know, taking care of all that stuff. I like to keep my average sale price pretty high on the things that I buy.
0: True, true. Uh, do you look for a certain margin or, you know, a certain cap to hit? on each product that you pick up or do you just go and you know base it off you know what you've seen in the past so for example would you buy something for 5 bucks and only want to sell it for like you know 25 and over or do you just pick something that's you know profit is profit
1: uh <clears throat> i do a little bit of both i guess i think that um if it's something that i know will sell quick you Know, I'll do something for 20 to 25 bucks. Like, I'll always pick up like a Sony Walkman because I know it'll sell for 25 to 30, or I'll pick up like a Wii Mario Kart because I know it'll go for 20 bucks quick. You know, I
0: saw that new Walkman you sold, didn't you sell it for 150?
1: Yeah, I did. That was amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was in in the original packaging from like 1994 or something, it was the 10th anniversary of sony walkman and it was still like in the original factory packaging that's crazy yeah i couldn't believe it i saw at a thrift store i was going to do a a local meetup to pick up some uh ti calculators and i ended up seeing that in the thrift store because i had like 10 minutes before my meeting i ran in there and i was like crap i gotta come back here after this meeting the store (laughs) that's crazy man I, i bought that real quick and then you know came back a little later Hey, it's all worth it. That 150, that was so worth it. Yeah, that was amazing. You don't see those very often, so you definitely no. grab them when you do.
0: Um, another thing, building on top of that, you know, you're talking about picking up calculators, picking up VCRs or Walkmans. Is there, like, a specific niche that you have, or do you just do it all, like, do a, a whatever makes money?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll buy anything. I mean, I, I'll try anything, let's say. Um, because there's a lot of things that I, you know, won't do again, um, or that change, you know, like I used to love buying, um, like Wrangler Pearl snap, vintage Wrangler Pearl snap shirts.
0: See those all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they're great. And I think they cool. They're cool. I even wear them, but they, that market's kind of like disappeared, you know, Mm -hmm. I used to get like 35, $30 for them. And now they're like 15 and I can't even sell the ones that I have in my inventory, you know? Yep. So, I mean, I'll definitely try anything and, you know, work it until it doesn't work anymore.
0: For sure. I actually have found some luck. Like, with clothing especially, I put everything on Poshmark first, and I have found that Poshmark, I can get a big, you know, a way bigger return on stuff just simply because the price and how the layout works, it makes everything so simple and easy. I feel it almost makes the buyer um, it makes it easier for them to spend more money on clothes compared to like eBay or Mercari just because of the simple layout. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I just find that Poshmark is, you know, way easy. Like even if you're picking up clothes for like $3, you could make like a quick little $4 profit and just move them very quickly on Poshmark compared to eBay where they might sit for 30, 60,
1: 90 days. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that it's different on, you know, every platform i feel like has things that go and things that don't go you know so like i've i've been kind of trying to run through my old clothing inventory on ebay and moving cross-listing it onto poshmark and seeing what happens and you know the same thing like i listed um, a bunch of video games on ebay and then i cross listed them on mercari and like four or five of them sold in the last two days on mercari and there's i've had like three views on ebay yeah, you know? it's huge. Yeah, it's just it's the but it's just different everywhere. You know, there's other stuff that sits on Poshmark that'll sell on eBay and vice versa. So I mean, it really is good to to diversify. I think.
0: What marketplace do you find is the best in general for you, or is your favorite between like eBay, Mercari,
1: Amazon, Poshmark marketplace? Well, um, I mean, I've been doing eBay. For you know the four or five years, it's maybe been the last year or so that I've kind of been branching out into other platforms as I'm trying to, you know, expand my knowledge, but also yep. trying to make this a full-time living too. I think you got to be on everything. So I think for me, my biggest one is is eBay, but. You know, I also I'm trying to get my head around Amazon right now because I just feel like I sat so long not getting into it that it just there's no excuse for me to not be moving into it now.
0: That's true. And that's where I'm at, too. I always see you telling me to get my ass on on the Amazon boat, which I'm trying. I've been, um, you know, looking up different things and doing a lot of research on shipments.
1: Yeah, it's not easy. It is certainly not easy. I mean, if you've been watching me, you've been watching how much I've been screwing up on it and not being Yeah. Able... Yeah. I mean, that's what comes with it. Yeah, it certainly has like this high barrier of entry and you know, I feel like all the YouTube videos you watch, they're like, here's how easy it is to get on Amazon and they like go through all the stuff and they're like sell this and sell that and like everything i scan i'm restricted on every
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: toy every name brand like it can't be on bose or sony or lego or disney or nerf or like anything that put i feel you that i'd want to sell i'm restricted on and i get it i mean amazon is putting their name on your products so they only want to make sure that you're a trusted seller um so they're not gonna let you sell the good stuff until that you can prove yourself but Definitely makes it a lot harder to find products to send into eBay, and I think that's why a lot of people say you know start with books or whatever because there's very little restrictions on used books
0: true, yeah, and that's why I'm so excited for spring to come because there's going to be a lot more book sales, yard sales, church sales um are, are you're you're on the east Coast, right yeah, I'm in Maryland, yeah, it's snow, <laughs> it's yeah. cold. It's <laughs> yeah nobody wants to have a garage sale nobody wants to have a yard sale like um unless they're crazy and if they're crazy enough i would i would love to show up to their yard sale in the middle of winter i would not
1: now we get the occasional like estate thing every once in a while but uh you know inside the house but never no yard sales this time of year
0: how do you like going to estate sales? What is your thoughts and experiences with them?
1: Uh, I, they're, they were intimidating to me, but, you know, really most of it, it's funny. In my neighborhood, it could, you know, it could be different everywhere. But, you know, estate sales, I have, like, the same five old guys that go to every estate sale, you know, and they – but they're only there for like a certain thing. You got the guy that's there for records. You got the guy that's there for like hot wheels and you got the guy that's here for this. So they don't look at everything, you know? So like, if you're a person like me, who's just looks at everything and searches for anything that you make a money, then, you know, you'd be okay. You might be there for an hour looking through everybody's clothes and everybody's books and everybody's knickknacks and whatnots, But um you know it's it's a, just a different type of competition i guess because you yep. you might not go you couldn't find a video game or a record or a you know a hot wheels card in a state sale because the guys that just look for that are already there and already beating you to it but that doesn't mean there's nothing good there and of course they're
0: gonna leave a lot of money on the table because
1: they're not looking for those things like you said i mean yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, it it seems like that is a at least like I said in my area. There's the the niche guys. They're here for a certain thing, and then they're gone, and they're on to the next one. You know, and because I'm sure that's people, everywhere. Yeah, they're just looking for that one product, and if they don't see it at that estate sale, they're going to the next one because they don't want to miss out. You know, if it's at the next one. Absolutely.
0: Um, uh, when you are thrifting and stuff, do you have like a certain section that you go to first? I mean, personally, I have. You know, a tendency to go to like jackets and coats first and then go to electronics mm-hmm. and, you know, those things. Is there like a certain like route that you try to hit first, like first come um, first serve on each thing?
1: Uh, it, I think it really depends on the store and it's like the flow of the store, you know, because I don't I don't feel most of the time that I'm going to miss out on something you know, I'm always able to find something. And, you know, there's those rare times where you see somebody that picked up a cool jacket and you didn't go to the jackets first or yep. has a nice pair of shoes and you didn't go to the shoes first. But I mean, that can be anywhere. So it really does depend on the store and how the store is laid out. Um, so like the one that I go to pretty much on a daily basis, you go, I go to the glass case first and cause it's right at the front door. And then Just kind of move my way around um, the edges until I, you know, see everything. Because I'm looking for everything, you know. If I had a certain like thing that I was, you know, just focusing on, I'd go to that area first. But um, since I'm going to look at everything, I just take my time and look at everything.
0: For sure. If you could give one tip to a a beginner reseller, it could be any age. Could be a 15 year old, a 30 year old, 60 year old. Doesn't matter. If you could give one tip to them what would it be uh, you, can th- you can think about this one
1: yeah no i mean the, there's that's a problem is that the only real tip is to do it i mean you can you can watch all the youtube videos that are out there or listen to all the podcasts but there's always going to be like a question that you can't have answered or that you've seen but you forgot i mean it really does just be have experience i remember starting out on ebay and just being like so intimidated by the process of doing it, you know. And how am I going to list this? And how am I going to figure out shipping? And how am I going to do all these things? And I, I can give a million tips on all that stuff, right? I mean, that's what I try to do in my Instagram is For give sure. out those tips as they show up. But I mean, like, you're going to run into something new every time. I was talking to somebody over Instagram today, and you know, or this week, and he's like, "Hey, I'm not getting any sales. I haven't had sales in five days." Like what do you think's wrong with my listings? And he sends me his store. And I said, okay. And I looked at, and I'm like, well, my first suggestion would be to put everything on best offer. And, you know, because he didn't have anything on best offer. And I said, you know, and then I'm trying to be honest with him. I'm like, your stuff is good things. You have like Nike and Adidas, but there's nothing special about them either. Like, don't just pick up Nike because it's Nike, you know, pick up. There's gotta be a reason that someone would buy it. And none of your stuff is standing out. So, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, is this what you do? You know, so it's it just, honest. Yeah. and it, So, I mean, it's like an experience thing. So if you, the best way to get experience is to go out and do it, you know?
0: Very true. When I, what got me started in the reselling
1: was I was watching Gary Vee and I was like, damn,
0: this dude's pretty cool. And then I ran across his trash talk videos. Have you seen those?
1: Yeah. I watched one or two of them. I I, I can tell you how I feel about them, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I watched them and I was like damn, like, I need to do this. So the very next day, I, you know, I watched them, and I was like, all right. So I went to bed, woke up, and I went to a thrift store, started buying a ton of shit, sold my first thing, and I was like, all right, let's go. And that's, that's honestly what got me going. And yeah. it was simply to the fact that I went out and did it and, instead of just sitting and watching other people do it on YouTube. Because yeah. you can watch videos all day long, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't go out and apply
1: them. Right. I mean, there's, there needs to be a value in consuming content. You know, you if you're just, if you're consuming content and not doing anything with it, then you're just watching TV, you know, but if you're consuming content to learn and understand and then go and apply it, then that's different. It's actually a
0: huge thing
1: that people need
0: to realize that that that's actually a very good thing, Joe, (laughs) like consuming content
1: to learn versus to entertain.
0: It's a big difference.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was kind of joking about, like Gary Vee, is his content is entertaining. It's not – and it's motivating. It's not helpful for resellers. Like, his job is to motivate people, and he does a great job at motivating people. But I didn't – you know, his trash talk videos were, like, picking up 500 mugs and rate and hot wheels, cars, and Thomas the Train. The only reason why that makes sense for him is because he has some unpaid intern who's doing the research. Yep. <laughs> and listing them, and he's cool with, you know, making – nine dollars because on a 50 cent item because a he doesn't a he doesn't care about the money b he didn't actually do the listing and the photos and the research that it would take to do each individual mug or each individual you know car or whatever so i mean that's like what i'm kind of saying is like there's a difference between consuming that content and like going out and experiencing it and learning from it you know like i know a lot of people probably picked up mugs when they saw those. i did I picked up mugs. I picked up so many mugs when I started and they are still sitting in my inventory. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: it's stupid. And
1: and and it is, and that's okay because that's where your learning is, you know. Absolutely. That's where you learn that you don't buy those anymore. Or if you're gonna buy mugs, you buy the right ones. Yeah. That you know, I'm not gonna list the mug that I'm gonna get nine dollars on. I'll list one that I'm gonna get fifty bucks on. I've done that. Yeah. So those are out there. They're just not, you're not going to find them every day.
0: Absolutely. And as we close here, um, I just want to, you know, get through to the listeners, whether they are beginners, they're, you know, been in it for about a year or veterans, you know, it just takes trial and error. That's the biggest thing. And if you were to advise them on, you know, trying to get through all these setbacks, you know all these times when it gets really rough and they think, oh man, I just don't think this is for me. What would you, you know, even advise or share from your experiences or what has happened to you on what really gets you through, you know, the, the, the roughest of times as a reseller.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's, it's two things, you know, well, number one, if you're having a hard time, ask for help. I mean, this is one of those communities that there are some, people out there willing to give you help i mean i get you know some instagram messages with the very basic questions that i don't have any problem helping people out on you know and there's there's always those people and you know what if somebody blows you off then go ask the next guy i mean there might be people that don't want to help you but there are plenty of people out there willing to give you help so you got questions then ask them you know and if you start getting um you know discouraged or whatever and wondering why you're doing what you're doing then you need to figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Right. You know, I had I had a full-time job that I worked at that I really didn't like very much, you know, and then I didn't have that job anymore. And, you know, I don't make as much money as I used to, but i am spending a lot more time with my kids and my family. Like that's why I'm doing it. You have to figure out what your why is. Your why is not money. Your why is not making money and becoming a millionaire, but you need to, cause that, you know, isn't going to change anything really. Nope. Nope. I'm a lot happier now, you know, 40 grand less a year than I was when I was making more money.
0: Love it. I love
1: that. That's exactly how it is, man. Yeah. You need to figure out why you're doing it. And if it's not fun, then, you know, you got to either figure out a way to make it fun or figure out why you're you're doing something that's not fun, or you're going to move on.
0: That's an amazing note to close on. Awesome. I, I love this podcast, Joe. That was actually very informative. Um, And go check him out on Instagram. It's, like you said, ask for help if you need anything. Hit me up, at Drake Talks on Instagram. Hit him up at, you know, Charm City Picker. Is it the Charm City Picker or Charm City Picker? Just Charm City Picker. Yeah, go check him out. I'm going to put his um, name in the description. And, you know, shout out to Team. He just bought a house after two years of reselling. And it's just incredibly motivating to all of us it's a amazing community this is how I met Joe through flip flip and you know it's just amazing to get all of your questions answered or to find new tips and tricks to constantly make yourself better so yeah um you know I appreciate you Joe for hopping on this podcast if there's anything you want to say to close it out you can say it now
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, just come and check me out at Charm City Picker and ask any questions. Remember, you know, I'm no expert on everything, but I might be able to help you out with something. Absolutely. All right. I appreciate you guys. Keep on hustling and we will see you on the
0: next podcast.